he always has this couple words he has to say and everyone's seen him on stage he's amazing and that's one thing i know i that's a weakness um, i don't like speaking in front of great big rooms you're listening to the right club podcast where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live come grow with us and join our community at the and now your hosts sarah larby and alfonso salami Welcome back, Right Club Nation, to another episode of the Right Club Podcast. Uh, I'm Alfonso Salemi, and today I'm here with Sarah Larvey. How's it going, Sarah? It's going awesome. I'm excited. Lots of stuff going on. Our Right Club Podcast is, uh, is, is really in full swing. We're back at it, interviewing some great guests, and going online coast to coast. So super excited. What's going on with you on your end? Yeah, super pumped. I can't tell you how excited I am about this uh, this episode of the podcast. And uh, I can tell you what we're up to, but listeners, you got to listen to this podcast. We're going to tell you exactly what we're up to. And today we get to interview my business partner, co-founder of, uh, of Jag Properties and, and somebody that I hold really close near and dear to uh, to my heart, my head is, uh, is Adam. And uh, it was an awesome interview. We, we kind of dig deep a little bit about Jag Properties, the start of it, and, and how, you know, how he got involved with real estate, how we connected, and now to what Jag is growing and doing. So it was super cool to have, to have you interview Adam along with me and talk about it. So uh, I, I hope uh, the listeners really like the, uh, the, the, the podcast today. If you do, please go rate and review it. We want to hear what you're thinking and uh, definitely enjoy, enjoy this episode. I think it's really going to be uh, getting deep with, with, uh, with Adam. All right, let's do it. All right, so what an absolute pleasure to introduce my business partner, someone that uh, I can't say enough, uh, enough amazing things about, who, uh, who I've gotten to know a lot along the years, is uh, Adam Wissig, the co-founder and my business partner from uh, Jank Properties. Welcome, welcome to the Right yeah. Club Podcast, Adam. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. It's an honor to be on here. So I don't know what number you guys are at now, but it's it's getting up. It there. is, it is. I'm I'm excited because I get to ask you some questions. And Alfonso, <laughs> I, I don't know how much we'll edit this out. I'm just kidding. I'll I'll ask you some some <laughs> great nice questions and not embarrass Alfonso. But um... <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on. You guys are assuming I'm not going to embarrass uh... you. It's really interesting because you guys are both my business partners, right? So I guess I get this is a really unique for me and. Uh, yeah, don't let all the all the secrets out of the bag. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you know what, Adam, I, I've talked a lot about you. But uh, for those of the Right Club Nation, the the people that haven't had the chance to meet you, why don't you kind of live, give a little bit of a background of uh, of who you are and uh, yeah, kind of where you're at now. Yeah, so I mean, born and uh, raised in St. Thomas, which is kind of southwestern Ontario, just south of London. For everyone that doesn't know St. Thomas, there in London, obviously, is just west of uh, GTA, not too far, like some people think, but yeah, so I've been been here my whole life. Went to university, did engineering, did that for seven years. But at that same time, started JAG with Alfonso. Took up policing too. So the last five years, been doing policing and JAG. And just more recently, this last fall, uh, stepped away from policing. JAG's been growing too well that there's no way to do two, two full-time jobs. Uh, not enough time. So yeah, so now it's full-time JAG, 100%, no other careers. I know Alfonso's been doing that for five years, just JAG 100%, and I've been 100 plus 100, so I got a 200% in me, but 
now I can do it a little bit more and have more more time for the family and yeah, just step away and really, really focus on JAG. Yeah, so that's just a quick, quick rundown of me. Amazing. First and foremost, congratulations. That is amazing. Yeah, thank you. It's not always easy to quit a job that's pretty much guaranteed as such as policing. And so congrats on on that success. Just out of curiosity, like how did real estate come about and then why rent to own? Yeah, so I mean real estate, I kind of got the, the itch, I guess. I knew a good friend of mine since kindergarten again here in London. So about that five, six years ago, I kind of met with him because he was he was making something. He was starting couple businesses. He started out as a realtor and then did commercial and now he's buying big commercial buildings in land development now. Yeah, so I kind of talked to him. There was a radio ad for a Rich Dad course. We all hear multiple times a year. They're in the city near you. Come for the free two-hour luncheon. So I called him. I asked him if he wanted to come with me and he obviously did. Great guy. So we did that and then obviously from there they they their whole thing is to sell you on their coaching on their classes for their development. So I kind of asked him, like, what's your recommendations? Like, would these these be good or should I just, you know, work with you or fall into it? And he recommended, yeah, having some sort of education background, whether it be through one of the training courses or college or university is always a good foundation. It's nice to have the mentors there. It's nice to have people that have done it. But just to get your own foundation, do learn different things. Everyone learns differently and everyone picks up different strategies of real estate, which is great with real estate. There's thousands of different strategies. And that's how I got into the rental. And one of the, I took the weekend course, which is three days. And one of the, the topics for an afternoon or the morning was rent to own. It just stuck with me the most. I could just see the numbers flowing, um, helping people, you know, typical three-year term. They turn around and the, the flips, it just made a lot more sense. Um, so I jumped into that. I did have a couple duplexes, like normal rentals. Um, did a couple rent-to-owns. Um, at that point in time, I was sending them out to investors looking for joint ventures. Unfortunately, I met uh, this guy named Alfonso. He replied to an email of mine. He took a lot out of me for that deal, a lot of explaining, a lot of bring him up to speed, but we ended up, we didn't do the first property. We walked away from a couple, but we ended up doing a property and we actually still own that property today. But yeah, so that's how I met Alfonso, a random, random email, really just looking for another joint venture partner, like many people probably still get from me today. He happened to be one of the first and then we just started talking and it just clicked. We both wanted to build this more than a couple each. And that's kind of how JAG started. Just again, we, we didn't know each other seven years ago. And now it's just a couple properties here and there. Started a company, really started developing the process, the business. Our relationship has grown and it's worked out great. Amazing. So just because you do a lot that's different than Alfonso, right? Like you guys have like partnership right. and figured out, okay, you know, Alfonso's good at this. Adam's good at this. How did you, and, and yeah. you've got like, I don't know, 150 rent-to-owns that have been done, right? Yeah. Like, it's just an astronomical number. How did you guys figure out who's doing what? Well, you know, if, if I can uh, catch you up just for a second, like I, yeah. like I always do, um, it, <laughs> this is now you're, you're getting insight into some of our business or some of our meetings. But even right from the very beginning, I think even the difference that the way that we took the same courses but Adam was a lot, he did a lot of it online and through 
through the computer just because he had different commitments, different things like that for myself. My way of learning was in person, in the classroom, talking one-on-one -on -one to the human beings. So that's what was like our natural gravitation towards that. So then we kind of met together. That's when we kind of went in those separate paths and the different things that we do. So I'll, I'll, I won't cut you off that many more times, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that, that sums it up, like Alfonso said. We're, we're very different in one, our personalities, how we learn and how we do things. And that's the only way Jake has been able to grow the way it has is because we do have very separate sides of the business. So we're not tripping over each other. We're not, you know, butting heads too often. We both have the same goal. And since he's more of on the, the marketing, the sales, the public speaking, the right clubs, all the conferences, I like to call him the mouth of the business, just like he just kind of butted in there, had this, he always has this couple words he has to say and everyone's seen him on stage. He's amazing. And that's one thing I know I, that's a weakness. Um, I don't like speaking in front of great big rooms. I do it, but I don't like it. I'd rather speak in a dozen people or one-on-one -on -one and explain it that way. Just my comfort level. So Alfonso goes out there. He can blast it out. He brings everyone in. You know, great MC with crowds. And I'm more of the, the number crunching with my engineering background. So numbers make sense to me. So I do a lot of the, the business development in terms of all of our processes, our spreadsheets, the contracts, that kind of thing. I have more of the background and education and training and that kind of thing. And then Alfonso's more on the sales, this public speaking, that kind of business. So we are very separate. And yeah, just to answer your question, that's how we've been able, we never really had defined roles probably until this year that now that we're growing and hiring employees that everyone needs their role in their job tasks and title. Before, it was never really an issue because he was doing, I knew what I was doing, and it just worked side by side. Very little overlap, overlap when we need it or when someone's on vacation or this or that. We both could do both sides of it because we both know what we built in our system, but we didn't. We could work side by side, and we knew each person was doing their side of the business, and it we're, we're going together on the tracks, and it's worked out great. Very cool. So it's it's a whole business essentially, right? Like you guys are not, you know, just doing a couple properties. Like you the whole business around it, right. which is which is amazing. But what makes you, Jag, different than like another rent to own company or another rent to own person just saying this is the strategy I want to do? Yeah, so uh, Jag, we do a very personal approach in terms of the clients and our investors. We're there for our, our clients. So every single one of our deals we do joint venture in, meaning we have uh, equity uh, ownership in the property in the deal. Um, so there's none that we kind of package and wholesale off to other investors or other companies. Every single one we have, we're part owner. So we do have that partnership with the investor, very transparent. Everything is open. They know as much as we do. But in terms of the client, I think that's where our big strength is in that we build those relationships with them and we under, we make them feel like we're not their landlord, we're their partner. They need to get untitled in order to get there. They partner with us. They work with our coaching team. Uh, they work with us for a savings plan and, and to get there. And we do have the in-house in financial team. So we have credit coaching, money coaching, budgeting. So they're there following up with them regularly, almost quarterly in person, which I think a lot of the other rent-to-owned companies don't do. A lot of them do third-party credit counseling. They have some sort of credit program, but we're actually there. We're going to the home. We're meeting the clients. 
before the property, on move in multiple times a year. So we do build that personal approach. And by letting the client buy the home, they do have that pride of home ownership and they have that partnership with us, which I think is uh, contributes to our success. Yeah, it's been it's been a huge undertaking and in, in, in growing to that, but it's really comes from it stems from the first partnership that, like Adam said, I took a lot out of them in, in, in asking those questions. Is that we essentially from that point, and like you said, it wasn't the first or second property that we looked at, but we kind of created a system around it of like, okay, if this, then that; if that, then this. Like when I first met Adam, and, and even still to this day, I still have that tendencies. I'm the biggest like scaredy cat investor i want to know what the worst case downside even if it's a one percent chance of happening and that's why i think you know the rent to own is such a great strategy and different because we are encouraged for the clients to be successful because that's how we're successful that's how our investors are successful and like adam says that true partnership all around and uh yeah and, and that's cool like that that's the, the part that these people that we're helping and we're also helping investors like adam said the defined relationships I could talk about it all day. So I don't know, Sarah, you keep, you keep throwing some questions out this way. <laughs> no, I think, I think the way that you guys are doing it, it's a really great concept, right? So like you're, you're essentially yeah. finding the tenant buyer from what I understand. You guys jump in. If I, First, you're yes. finding the tenant buyer and then you're also finding the investor who's going to put down the money and hold the mortgage and you're piecing everything together. And then you're using your systems essentially to make it successful at the end. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we only do the client first approach, meaning we find the client, we approve them for a specific purchase price based on their credit and their income, uh, knowing that we can ensure that we can get them that mortgage in a three-year term. And then the client goes out and finds the house. So we don't have an inventory of houses. We don't go searching for deals of houses, buy it, and then find the client and almost force them into the house. And that's why we don't go that way. We want them to feel like it's going to be their home. So the process for them buying the homes, the exact same with us, where they get approved, they work with the realtor, they find the home, we put the offer in, they do the home inspection, they move in. Nothing is different except that name on title, and then they work with us. And then, yes, the second side, other side of it is our investor. That's one strength Jag's always been able to have. It is a great investor base. Our investors are great. We can talk to them all personally, but we always have you know, a good, good handful there waiting for our next deals. And that's how we're able to move quickly that we're, we don't have to look around for investor. We don't have to wait for investor. Uh, yeah, we can throw an offer today knowing we have that investor base waiting for us. And then we're constantly replenishing that and building the investors. That's really interesting. So question for both of you then, how are you finding these investors? What are you doing to find them? I'd say everything, but Alfonso, like we do a lot of, Alfonso does a lot of events. We do a lot of conferences, networking. A lot of them have come from families, friends, you kind of name it, word of what mouth. But the bigger thing is, I don't know if there might only be a couple investors that only do one. The majority do two, three. We have some that done four, five, six. And then obviously with the rent to own term, it's three years. So we do build that relationship with investors. So at the end of three years, when we sell a rent to own with a client that owns it the investor is it has a new mortgage and then they come on board for the next deal um, but yeah i don't know Alfonso, if you want to yeah, bring up some other ways we found investors yeah but. for sure and, and that that's kind of like a, an interesting part of where our business life cycle is at as well too is that because now we were turning over and now concluding being successful with these rent to own deals in the system that we put in place a lot of these investors are just like kind of reinvesting and putting it into another, taking back that initial investment and reinvesting 
you know, the profits of that deal. Um, now it's all different types of ways. People are calling us, obviously, um, you know, through the right club and in different avenues. And, you know, we're, we're, we're present, we're everywhere. Um, you know, and we're, we're talking to a whole bunch of different people this year. I'm, I'm super excited because I love talking about this and Sarah knows like, my favorite thing to do as well, too, is getting up on stage. I get so amped up right before we go. And we're doing this across Ontario now this year where we're going to different cities every single month on the on the JAG, yeah, on the on the tour. So that's how we're doing it is that people – and the biggest thing that we hear is that it's the, the negative connotations about rent-to-own and all the negative things about it and, and why investors don't invest or why realtors don't suggest it. So for us, it's more of an information session more of a, a talking about it. And if some people happen to decide that it's investing is that's for them, that's really cool. But for us, we want to give that information to talk about it. So yeah, it's really just getting more vocal about it and, and kind of doing, um, doing more events, seeing more people, networking, Kijiji, all different, all different stuff. Everybody knows you gotta, you gotta mm. be everywhere. Very cool. So, so just out of curiosity, so the, money that you get from investors is that cash or is it ever in like a registered rsp tax-free savings account is you know how does that work yeah so so both like the majority has been cash um they come on as a joint venture partner um if they come on with the joint venture partner they have to bring their own cash doing an rsp you can't use your rsp to buy your own home or your own rental but because, like Alfonso was saying, we've, we're kind of in that cycle where now we've owned properties for three, four, five years. And Alfonso and myself own dozens ourselves. So we are able to bring in investors using their RSP. They put that money on a property we already own. And then they're able to invest in JAG. Even this past year, we bought in a handful. Um, we just bought cash with the JAG money. And then once we own it, then we can bring in the investor with their RSP money pull out our cash and now they're invested with their RSP. So yeah, we've done both ways. It just depends. Obviously you have to own the property before you do an RSP way. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Right Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas. And for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right. And Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life, but when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can be on title and use your RSP. So essentially, just to recap, so they have, let's just say they have $100,000 RSP. You've got room on one of your properties that you own. They would have that as a second mortgage on the property. Then right. you would refinance that property, pull out a similar amount. I would assume the same amount. And then at that point in time, they could be on title. 
for the property that they're going to be holding the mortgage on. You can do that way, but usually what we're still the title holders and their RSP is just the second mortgage. Yeah, so they don't have to be on title. We can still keep the title to do any land transfers. They're invested the same way as if they're on title. But yeah, they have that. They're secured by the second mortgage and they're getting their, their rate of return. Mm, very cool. Very cool. So what are some of the criteria that a tenant buyer might need? I'm guessing some type of, of down payment to start. What else? Yeah, so what we look, client has to have a job because we have to be able to get them that mortgage. So they have to have a secure, steady form of income. Whether it be self-employment, it's fine with us. Um, we're able to work with self-employed people or the nine to five job. So either one of those, they have to have some sort of job. And then the second one is the deposit. We do have our minimum 10,000 deposit or 3%, depending on how much their purchase price, what they're looking at. But kind of using those two criteria, we're able to figure out the purchase price, approved purchase price, and then send them out looking for a realtor. But credit's not too much of an issue because we do have that full financial team. And their whole job is to work with them from the day they move in till the day they get the mortgage on increasing their credit. Like I said, giving them budget tips on spending, money coaching. They're working with them constantly throughout the program. Any questions, they're available um, to give them a call or email. Um, and we're there to yeah help our clients ensure that they get the mortgage and get on title. I, I love hearing that process because that remember like six and seven years ago, it was you know, it was piecing together different thought processes and, and now it's we've tried to really make it as smooth as possible so that people do get it and understand it. And and that's the that's the partnership of an amazing engineer right there that basically puts it from <laughs> beginning to end. And then, you know, then we uh and then what was it? The the icing on the cake, right? So um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, so you know, I, I want to ask Adam a question in terms of like you know of all, all the the projects and, and you know specifically the rent to own projects and and the different things that we've done. What's the one thing that you you want people to know that you know I don't know that we've gone through or that we've seen that everybody thinks I don't know that rental is not a good thing or it's uh, people don't know about but the, the one I don't know a story a weird story that. that uh, yeah, like, so the best day of a rent-to-own program is the closing day, the graduation of the program, meaning the day the client gets on title. That's what they've been working with us for the last three years. To them, it's always a question in their head because they don't know the exact process. Um, obviously, we've done it 40 plus times, completed programs. So we know what it takes from beginning and end. We know the paperwork that needs to be there, what the banks need to see to get them that mortgage. But yes, yeah, so that's the best thing. It's the gratitude you see on these clients' faces and their kids' faces. Um, you see it when you move them in a lot differently than a normal rental. Like we do have a lot of rental houses and a lot of people just want the key and they're in where with our rent to own clients, they have that pride of home ownership. So on move-in day, you know, their kids are showing us their bedrooms, what they picked out. A lot of times I bring my kids with them because my son loves an empty house for running. There's no furniture. He doesn't have to worry about breaking things. So he's terrorizing the house. And a lot of times our clients' kids are there showing the rooms and they're just having a blast. That's one thing you don't get with other streams of real estate and that gratitude that the smile um, that you're helping them achieve a goal that everyone has a goal they never thought was obtainable and might not have been without the help of JAG like a lot of people don't have that credit or background education they know they have a job they could probably save money but by the time they save money 
now the prices are higher. Whereas with our program, they have that fixed set purchase price. So they know they can get there in three years. They know through our program, they're going to have the full savings. They know through our financial team, their credit's going to be there. It's almost just working with us in a waiting game. But that it's that pride of home ownership that, like I said, other streams of real estate or every stream is great for their own reasons. But that's why I do love Rantones that it's the gratitude. It's just that that heart feel that you, you don't get, you know, with, uh, I don't know, I don't want to put any other streams down because they're all great. But any, like all the other streams, you, you can make profit too. But it's that, that gratitude, that smile, you know, you've helped We've helped 40 plus families, like I said, obtain that goal, get own homes that it's crazy to feel like we've helped 40 plus families own a home that might never have owned a home before. So like I said, they're closer, they're in their school districts, they're over the moon, happy with us. And that's probably the best. I mean, I can't wrap it up into one because all those days are great, but that's the best day of our program of our company when that happens very cool so there's obviously some pros to rent to own but there's cons to every single strategy right even the birth strategy there's pros and cons even the flipping there's pros and cons so other than feeling great and having some families achieve something that was not possible which is awesome um higher cash flow you know what are like let, let's look at the downside of rent to own can you share your mm -hmm. thoughts on that yeah, so the there's like the downside we are secured by a lot of ways from the pros that our clients bring a deposit. So if you have a normal rental, you're collecting personal ass rents, that all that's it. But with the rent to home program, we do have that security of the initial deposit. Because a lot of people ask is what happens if the client leaves? I mean, that's kind of the downside is the client ups and leaves. That's kind of the worst case scenario of a rental home, but it's also the worst case scenario of a rental. It could happen. You can chase them to court to get what's owed. Um, but the thing with the rent to own is we have that upfront deposit. And like I said, we've collected from 10 to 100,000 of upfront deposit from people, um, but we're also collecting a, a monthly deposit. So there is a premium rent because a portion of it's being saved for the client. So if they walk away, not only are they walking away from the initial deposit, but they're walking away from their monthly savings. So our worst case is the client leaving, but we are secured that now we can still have that money to pay a realtor to list it and it's not coming out of our pocket or to pay for a couple renovations or little repairs here and there. And we can either, and we've done, I'd say a lot of the streams of real estate where we've, we've flipped one, we've put a hundred plus thousand into one and then sold it. Um, we found new rent-to-own clients. Um, they've been in there for a couple of years, and they're in our program. We've turned some into normal rental units and held them. So you still do own that asset. So it's like having a, the birth strategy and your your client up and leaving. What what are you gonna do? You probably just list it. You might have to put some repairs. But the thing is, with the repairs on the normal real estate strategy. That capital is coming out of your pocket with, with the rent loan. It's already been saved. It's already been paid by the client. So it's not coming out of your pocket. And the same goes with uh, capital repairs while we do own the property. Clients, they're showing us their pride of home ownership. They're homeowners in training. So they are responsible for all repairs, all maintenance, upgrades, renovations. So again, that's not coming out of our pocket or of our investor pocket, where with normal rentals, you don't know how much you're going to have to pay per year because a little toilet leak or a big leak in the roof or a furnace goes where with rent loans, the client's taking care of that. 
it's their home. So other than that, yeah, at the end of the program, maybe the client can't get the mortgage. A lot of people ask what happens then. In all of our cases where if the client's been able to pay, make all their payments on time and they're working with us, we extend. Our whole goal of our program is to get them on title. So if we were willing to do a three-year program, why aren't we willing to do another one or two year unless, you know, they've decreased their credit or they've, you know, haven't listened to our financial team and they build themselves a deeper, deeper hole that we feel you've done it three years, but you keep building yourself in a deeper hole. We won't be able to pull you out. Home ownership might not be for those clients. And at that point in time, same thing. We have their deposit, their monthly savings where we can list it. We can turn it into a normal rental. We can do a, a flip, a minor flip, major flip, and then sell it. So the big thing with rent to own is sure you have your clients, but you always own the asset. So even if your rental and client leaves, you own the asset. Now you own a rental, a flip, a rental. You get to decide at that point in time, but you are secured by the capital from the client. Absolutely. So definitely lots of pros. My only other thing I would think of for me personally, and you can challenge it, is there are two ways that I think I really made a lot of my wealth. A, a, you know, the cash flow, meh, you know what? It helps. You got to, you got to buy on cash flow, but the mortgage pay down and the appreciation and buying right in the right markets with the fundamentals. So I love that. And that's why I think you guys also have some of your own properties that you hold for the long term. But do you find that in this market, looking back at the last five years, you're leaving money on the table. There's lots of pros and I'm not saying that there's lots of pros, but to me, those are some cons, right? Because every, every strategy, even the birth strategy has pros and cons. Thoughts? Yeah, I wouldn't call it a con. Um, the whole point of JAG is win, 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 meaning the client wins because the client owns their home. And in that case, we love it. There's been a lot of cases recently, like you said, because of the market where our client now owns a home, but they have 100 plus thousand equity in the home. They've been able to build that while they've lived, while they've upkept our house. So that's theirs. So that's a win for them. Our investor, of course, has also wins because we have our set numbers. We use a set appreciation. We know the set rent. We know the set cost. So when it comes down to the end of a three-year or rent-home term, the numbers don't fluctuate. There's nothing to fluctuate. We get a fixed mortgage. The numbers are all within there, you know, maybe plus or minus 100 bucks. But the investor has won because they got the return that we projected for them. So they're happy. And again, we have very high returns. So for them, yeah, sure, they could have made more, but they could have lost. They could have had to put a roof on. There's a lot of risks they might have taken for a couple extra dollars mm -hmm. or set it, forget it, let us do our our program. And they make, like I said, really good returns. And then there's the win for JAG that we're able to put these two partners together, run our program, get another win for the client. So yes, if we would have sold off market or not to a client, uh, we could have sold for higher, but we don't consider that leaving money on the table. We consider that win, win, win. Everyone's happy. We get referrals from that. We're able to grow our business, do more quality, um, not so much quantity, but quality. That's a quality project product for, that we're able to put together knowing the client's able to win and make money as well because like i said they're up keeping it they're putting capital they're taking care of that so they should also be winning too we don't want to penny pinch them monthly or at the end um, we want everyone to be happy at the end absolutely awesome thanks for the explanation win 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 100 percent. the way to go you guys are doing awesome yeah. 
And the other part of it, from from the investing part of it as well, like think of, like I said, in the life cycle where we are of our business now, we have some investors that have now gone on to their third or fourth deal, even from the time frame, right? Because there were, in, in the beginning, we had a couple two-year rent-to-owns. Most of the time, they are three-year, mm-hmm. but like now they've done a three-year, and now they've done another three-year, and now they're on their third cycle of a three-year. So it, you know, it, even if you never refinance the property on a 30-year amortization, that's 10 rent-to-own deals. If you never do two a year, right? Mm-hmm. And that you're getting that, I don't want, you know, really high, you know, higher returns and kind of renewing that on a different property, yeah. right? If you're not going or seeing the property, then it doesn't really matter about those capital expenditures. But the other cool part that I want to, I want to kind of bring up in the podcast was when we've done one rent to own specifically in this city of Brantford, Sarah, you know, Brantford a little bit, right? Yes. Right? You bought so, a place that I sold. This was the craziest thing. So we, again, had a tenant buyer, right? That came through our system that basically we had qualified and now they were looking in Brantford and like kind of, I don't know how it worked out, but simultaneously you had like listed it, right? And the tenant buyer is like, we love this property, right? So we're like, cool, awesome. Let's set up a home inspection. And then again, Adam is really kind of the, the, in the, in, uh, we're in the processing of all the paperwork and he goes, text sends me a text message. goes, you know who the seller is on that property? <laughs> and he sends me just like a picture of the, uh, of the APS, the agreement of purchase sale, like Sarah Larby. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm like, half her, offer half, offer half. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so that was a really cool process where we had a qualified tenant buyer. And now from yourself, yeah, that was a client. I don't know how long you had that property that you were renting it to that client. I bought that one, I think in 2015 for 165. Okay. Yeah. So that one in 165. And then we came in, we were the buyers ourselves, our joint venture partners. And actually kind of a side note or a footnote to that story, the investor in that property was actually a family member of mine as well too. And it was her first real estate investment with me. And it was kind of like, you know, all the families now investing in that, you know, besides my parents and stuff. But so it was kind of a really cool connection. And we just recently were there and the clients, the tenant buyers that had moved in have done like have painted the outside, rented the kitchen, like done the basement, all that kind of stuff. Right. So that was like, uh, yeah, a really cool connection on how, you know, you were Obviously, you were liquidating that property to do something else, to build something else, to, to get that. We were helping a person move in, family member investing, right? So that that uh, I think that was a cool story. That yeah. kind of the three of us. That, that <laughs> is a cool story. You called me, and I was like at this restaurant, <laughs> five course meal with five glasses pairing with each meal, and you're calling me towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> we got a really that good deal. Sarah's still tough. Yeah, after a few glasses of wine, Sarah becomes even a tougher negotiator. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but it's, hey, you know what? But it, it shows you how you can win, 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 and win because I won on that property. Um, and I'm not going to say how much you guys bought it for, but I bought it for 165 and that was the one property we hadn't yet burned. And, and we wanted to reuse the cash for something else. And like, anyways, long story short, not Matt's favorite property. We agreed that we would sell one that was the one. But it worked out because your tenant buyer absolutely loved it. It was a beautiful yeah. house. And, you know, and I'm sure your investors are happy too. So super cool. But, uh, you know, it is a small world in this investing yeah. industry out here. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. Cool. So, so guys, the next part of the podcast is the lightning round. So I don't know, Alfonso, if you want to participate in this lightning round. <laughs> yeah, I <definitely laughs> We're going to ask Adam the lightning round questions for sure. For sure. Okay. okay. All right, let's do it. So, so Adam, you're going to get a series of four questions and everybody okay. gets the same questions that come on the podcast. So I will start. Are you ready? And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. 
Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a quick moment here. It is Sarah Larby, and I'm here with Laurel Simmons, and we have some really exciting news for you. And we heard you, we heard your emails, and we are going to be bringing you Right Club Nation online, coast-to-coast, accessible at any time of day, and you can be in your pajamas like I am right now, and you can access our great contents. And what is going to be that content, Laurel? Well, we have videos, recordings of live events that we've held. We have webinars. We have, we'll have our podcast information up there. We'll have uh, forums and chat groups and all kinds of things. You'll even be able to find services and products that you need in your neighborhood, local for you, because we know how important it is that you have your local team with you. We're going to be rolling things out very quickly. And as we start, you'll see more and more stuff come along. And we really want you to join and become part of our online community. Absolutely. This is the first, and in my opinion, it was going to be the best Canadian online community of real estate investors and like-minded individuals. So guys, come and grow with us. Join our online community, register, and come and say hi and check out the amazing things. Yeah, and all you have to do is go to therightclub.com and you'll find us there. It's easy to register, it's free, and hop on. We can't wait to see you there. Guys, come and grow with us. And now, back to the show. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. So question number one, what is the best advice that you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Ooh, best advice. I'd say the best advice, and I'd give the same thing, is to do your homework. Make sure you know what you're getting into. Um, Don't just jump into it. Talk to a mentor, do a class, get some sort of background. Yeah, there's tons of people. Come to the right club. Ask the professionals there that have done that stream that you're looking into, and then go it. One, it's good to know what you're getting into, but two, it's always nice to have that contact that you can call while you're in the process to ask them questions. And I know we're, we're an open book and I'm sure Sarah is and a lot of people at the right club are that we've talked to and not so much partnered business wise, but partnered uh, networking that we can ask them questions because again, a lot of them overlap the streams. So it's always good to have some sort of backward network that you can ask before you're jumping into it and just going in blind or by yourself. Good answer, yeah, absolutely. All right, so question number two of the lightning round. What is your favorite real estate investing resource? Has to be joint venture, other people's money. Um, that's how we built our company, working with our partners. Like I said, we started off doing our own, our own money, our own mortgages, but you can only go so far. So the best resources is other people's money, meaning whether it be a joint venture partner, whether it be an RSP mortgage, whether it be a capital loan, is that there is a lot of people out there wanting to invest in real estate, but they don't so much have the time required to do a burr, do a normal rental, do property management, do a rental and strategy, but they do have the capital. They're looking to kind of give it to someone to work for their money. So that's got to be the best resource out there that there's a lot of people trying to invest in real estate and we're able to work with them. Great answer. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. Question number three, what is the one attribute that has made you most successful? I would say attention to detail because there is a lot of things, a lot of details. You know, if you're putting in an offer, there's several dozen little little terms and conditions. Um, all of our contracts, same thing, uh, writing the contracts, 
uh, knowing what the contracts say so when questions come up or people try to challenge them or you know question them that's you know what you're answering you know how you've set it up but yeah even if you're doing uh, hiring a contractor you have to know uh, the scope of work you have to know a breakdown detail of what they're proposing the cost and what the what they're doing instead of just getting a ballpark number and going ahead with it same with tenant detention the detail is in their application knowing what to look for knowing maybe when they're trying to slide a quick one by you and being able to call them out and question them whether it's an easy explanation or they're trying to slide something by you to get into your rental unit when they're not giving you the correct information. Yeah, so having that attention to detail to know what to look for and when to ask the question. Yeah, and I can definitely, uh, I can definitely testament to that is Adam is down, down to the detail, it is so precise and, and it's been such a fundamental part of our business on, because we're not just renting to these people, we're partnering with them and trusting them that they're gonna follow a program. So, you know, from looking at it from the aspect, and, and the other one too that I, I wanna answer for Adam, that, that an attribute that that's made Adam is, he is just, there is just no stopping him. There, if there is a goal that he wants to accomplish or get to, that determination, there's, there's nothing, there's no barrier that's gonna to get, to get in his way. And it's been, a, it's been amazing to kind of work side by side with, with a guy like that, that if we, we put forth a goal, then that's it. That, that's, it's burn the ship. We're going for it, right? So, um, yeah, that, that, and I could list off another 100 attributes, but uh, it's the lightning round. And we got to get to uh, the, the last question of the lightning round. And uh, it is actually a Sunday morning. And uh, I think I know the yeah. answer to the question a little bit. And I want to thank Adam for joining us. And I know where he's at right now. He's in the office. And uh, I know yeah. what he usually does on Sunday mornings, but I'm going to let him tell you. Sunday morning, what are you up to? Uh, well, we've kind of kicked it off already. Got up with the kids, played with the kids. We almost always go to uh, a breakfast place just around the corner from us. So we, we already went there. Like I said, we go there at least once a week. So our kids' pictures are actually up on the walls. Our kids run through the kitchen to their back office. This morning, they're making smoothies with the owner. They make their own chocolate milk. So they make us feel right at home there. The kids love it. We love it. We've been going there for 10 plus years. So that's our Sunday morning there. Um, so I was able to do that. The podcast wasn't until 11, so it gave me time. I could still do the family, our normal family thing. And then, like Alfonso said, had the at the office now, so I came to the office. But yeah, just family time, relaxing, taking that time to be with family and shutting everything else off. Amazing. Sounds great. So Adam, where can the Right Club Nation, the listeners, find out more about you? The best place is our website, jagproperties.com. You can go to our bios. You can always email me, adam at jagproperties.com. You can give us our office a call. Um, it won't go to me, but one eight six six jag now um, But like Alfonso mentioned, we do have this uh, 401 tour over here. We are traveling throughout Ontario, not so much on the 401. We are going uh, 403, 402, 400. Um, but we are hitting up the majority of the larger cities throughout Ontario different city every month and every city we are having hosting two sessions so during the day from one to three we have a client based session which we're talking about the benefits of for the client so whether you're a client a realtor a mortgage broker someone that might know a client that can benefit with them or want to know how we work with these other professionals to again it's another win strategy where if you're a realtor you have a client they can't get a mortgage, you refer them to us. We still use that realtor to buy the house. So now the realtor has another sale under their belt. So there's another win there. 
But then at night from seven to nine, we have our investor base session to where Limor has been working with us and she'll be there every, every meeting and explaining to the investors the benefits of working with JAG. But yeah, if you go to our website, jagproperties.com slash 401 tour, you get a little bit of info there, but then there's a link to each session where you can sign up and come out, speak to us, ask questions. Grill us well, we're up there giving the presentation, ask us the hard questions, but yeah, reach out to us by our, our website. That's the easiest way to get in contact. Awesome. Awesome. Adam, this has been uh, so much fun. Sarah, you got to hang out with both of us at JAG. It's usually, usually she just has to put up with me. So this is, uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's so cool that, uh, that I got to, to be with you guys both today. And uh, it was a great podcast. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us, Adam. Yeah, you're welcome. No, thanks for having me. I know it's been a long time coming for this podcast here, but all right. you did awesome. Thank you, Adam. And thanks for all your insights. And thank you also, Alfonso. You guys are, are doing great things out there. So it was a pleasure having you on, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good day. Alfonso, that was so much fun. I, I really like asking you guys these questions because Rent to own is not a strategy that I've done before. And, and there's a lot of great strategies out there. And this one's really cool. Like, I mean, you guys have 150 properties by the time this airs, how many more dozens will you have? Who knows? But uh, it is really cool to learn about how you guys do your business. So thanks for sharing. Thanks for bringing Adam on. Yeah, it, uh, this was, it was super fun for me. And, and I, I hope the, the listeners really, really got to see kind of a little bit about how JAG Properties is, is really built. And I know a lot of you have might met me out at the right club and, and you see me on the stage and, you know, referring to JAG Properties, but really that that's my, that's my business partner, him and I, Adam and I really built uh, this, this amazing build a business that now we're helping more and more people, helping investors kind of do it hands-free, get amazing returns, help people and really grow a network. And that's our mission is to really educate people about Red's Home because there is so many things that are not, you know, not known or misunderstood, right? So we want to make sure that we're out at the front of it telling people, hey, this is what we do. If you do it right, it can help people and you can make money. They don't have to be exclusive. And, uh, and yeah, it's been an amazing journey. And this is really kind of a collision of worlds. I don't know if there's Seinfeld references. And, uh, and actually, I'm going to test Ryan. Ryan, if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to have to reference this in one of our meetings. But, you know, when the George, independent George and, and relationship George, I know, Sarah, you're not a TV show. I have no idea because I don't watch TV. But, but when, like, like the I'll worlds collide and today was, yeah. Yeah, it's like when worlds collide and today was an amazing thing of seeing the worlds of, uh, of the business of, of like kind of like a baby that I've grown with Adam and Jake Properties and the Right Club podcast coming together and, and having you involved in that is just amazing. So... Yeah, it was a really, really fun podcast. So, Right Club yeah, Nation, awesome. Sarah, till next time. Until <laughs> uh, next time, come grow with us. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Right Club Podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.